We've talked a lot about the top rookies the Steelers picked, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., even a little bit of Keanu Benton so far on this show. But I want to talk to you guys about some of the middle-round guys they got, that being Darnell Washington and Nick Hervick, because they're also making some headways here on the on the on uh, at Steelers training camp. We'll talk about that on the North Shore Drive podcast, as well as the Steelers receivers, the top two guys and how they're doing in Pickens and Johnson. Also, with the injuries at safety, who's stepping up there and who you might want to be keeping your eye on. We got Brian Batko on today. It's going to be a fun, full episode here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. As always, we are, we are happy to bring in one of our esteemed Steelers beat writers today. We've got Brian Bat go on. We have the full gamut this week. Ray to start, Jerry to hit, could get in the middle of the part of the week, and then Brian to finish this off. It's going to be a fun time here on the North Shore Drive Podcast, which you can find on all your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Uh, we are Monday, Wednesday, Friday with this show, but we are daily with our content from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette that you can get right on your right right on your mobile device, your laptop, your computer, whatever. However you take in your podcasts and your content, we have it there. You can also find all our written work at post-gazette.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save uh, ener- save money on energy costs year round schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella windows and doors and find the right product for your home and budget by giving them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further brian we get we're getting ready now because this is a friday episode i i feel like if you know when you rattled off ray hitting the show on monday jerry on yeah. wednesday me for yeah. friday like i feel like if, if the pg steelers beat was a football team like we'd be ready to play a game tomorrow you know, like we, would be. we are in midseason form. We are we're clicking on all cylinders. We're certainly that right now because uh, because we certainly have gotten to the game. And I think we've all kind of adjusted to training camp, right? Like we've gotten used to the heat. I mean, the heat is the heat. You're just kind of be miserable in it, but 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 find a way to work in it. Uh, but we get a little bit of break from the heat because Friday is Friday Night Lights. Brian, what's your what's your favorite part of Friday Night Lights? Is it the crowd? Is it the pads getting back on? What do you like about that? I just remember, uh, you know, covering it in 2019, which is actually the last time they had a Friday Night Lights practice. It's a good point. My first, yeah, my first year on the beat. It is kind of crazy to think of like, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick has never experienced Friday Night Lights because he got traded yeah. for it. Najee Harris wow. has never done Friday Night Lights. So a lot of guys will be getting a taste of that for the first time tonight. But I just remember like, yeah, I mean, one, the bright lights, but two, they're shining down on like a backs on backers drill in the end zone at Latrobe Memorial Stadium. And I feel like in retrospect, it was one of the more intense practices of that camp. So they, they missed out on that last year because of rain. And obviously the two prior training camps were, were held at Acrisure Stadium. So uh, I won't be there tonight. It's my daughter's uh, first birthday. So Ray Fittipaldo will have the coverage. Yes. Thanks. Happy birthday to Blair. She was born uh, last year. (laughs) Like in the third quarter of the Hall of Fame game, I will always remember that. So, um, so yeah, shout out to Blair Badco for her first birthday. I won't be at Friday Night Lights, but if you're there or if you're reading uh, Ray's coverage, it's it's usually it's like the closest thing that the Steelers can really get to yeah. a pre preseason game because they don't do joint practices like some other teams. 
I know, uh, like, I believe the Lions, at least under their previous staff, would do like a blue-white scrimmage, and the Steelers don't have any like gimmick like that. But it it does feel a little bit like a real game uh, when they get out there at that stadium under the lights. It does. It does. And it's exciting. So if you're going, hit us up. We'll we'll, we'll be there. Ray will be there. I'll be there. Uh, we've got our team on, on hand at all times. But let's get into the topic I wanted to lead off with, and that's Darnell Washington, because he's kind of made made some nice little plays here and there uh, in training camp. Now, Thursday's practice was, with, with, was without pads, but they've gotten to their first two-minute drills uh, that they've done of training camp. And the first two-minute drill was Kenny Pickett. He got intercepted by Joey Porter Jr. That was, you know, that kind of ended, ended that way. But the second one was Mitch Trubisky running the second offense. And as they were getting down to the last few plays there in the two-minute drill uh, practice uh, he hit Darnell Washington over the middle once and then went right back to him down the seam and uh, Dar- uh, Darnell Washington caught it like at like the five and then kind of worked his way in and uh, Mike Tomlin called a touchdown and he said because that guy when he's that big he can if he wants to get in he'll get in and he wanted to get in on that play so he awarded Darnell Washington the touchdown uh, there on the two-minute drill and that comes right after earlier in this week that when they did backs on backers Darnell Washington we talked a little bit about this uh, with Jerry Dulac on the Wednesday episode but he looked really strong when he got to go up against TJ Watt um, and even though he lost to Alex Highsmith he kind of held his own uh, pretty well in in that rep Brian are you impressed by Darnell Washington or does his lack of you know concise route running still bother you as far as being a third round pick this year yeah no I mean he's still a little bit of a lumbering player at that position and you know I know Mike Tomlin has praised pretty much everybody and especially the young guys for being in good shape but I think Washington at his size and you know having three years in college albeit at the, the closest college program to a professional program his conditioning I think will only improve like not to put the cart too far in front of the horse, but you know when you go to that, when you look to that year one to year two leap, I think he's a guy that will really be able to take off uh, with like a full off season, not worrying about the draft and things of that nature. But to bring us back to the more immediate takeaways with Darnell Washington, I, I'm not really surprised because I saw it coming together for him at the end of OTAs and minicamp in the spring, and it wasn't just mm-hmm. me. I mean, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, told me that on the last day, I think, of of minicamp and, you know, other media who were there. We were all kind of buzzing about it. You you can't write everything you see. Um, I don't know if there's a statute of limitations, but, like, dude, dude was going up and over people and, and catching passes at, in, in minicamp. It was impressive. So, uh, and I think Mike Tomlin was chirping some of his guys that, hey, he's going to be doing that in, in training camp if you don't, uh, if you don't watch out. So, it's it's been a good uh good couple days, good few days for Darnell Washington. And, and when somebody brought up his receiving ability to Tomlin on Thursday, his response was kind of like, "Yeah, we knew that. Like, we're not surprised. <laughs> Why do you think we drafted this guy in in the third <laughs> round?" So, um, it's it's a good development. And I've been saying all along that I think Washington there there was a wide range of there still is a wide range of outcomes for what his rookie season is going to be. Is is he going to be somebody who's in developmental mode and doesn't always get a hat? Or is he going to be somebody who is starting some games with, if they want to go 12 personnel I, in my mind, Chris, I've been calling Zach Gentry uh 295 because he could be a bridge to Washington <laughs> or, great. or Washington might just be ready to play right away. And, and maybe Zach Gentry uh, won't have as much of a role. 
maybe real quick also the guy that was drafted right after him and was acquired because they traded down in the third round thinking they could still get Washington Nick Herbig who they selected in the fourth round he's also had I thought a really strong training camp he's looked efficient he's looked solid in his pass rush he's helped in run defense you know he's undersized you know people talk about him and he's not he still hasn't filled out his and Washington is not Washington, Washington is not undersized like Watching him take those back-to-back reps against TJ Watt in in the um, you know, guess we'll call it backs on backers, but tight ends versus versus pass rushers drill. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, the quick feet stand out, but his length was just I mean, just neutralized TJ Watt, and and it wasn't uh, it wasn't TJ Watt at Sunday on a Sunday at one p.m. against the Bengals, but like you know, still you give Washington credit for being able to to wall off a guy like that with his natural gifts. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's it's been really impressive to see both these guys who were drafted in the middle rounds. Yeah, and this is not to say that Joey Porter Jr. nor Broderick Jones have looked good or Keanu Benton, uh, who we spoke to, by the way. And if you want to see that interview, go check out our YouTube page because we have a full talk with him for about like three or four minutes where he spoke to a few of the reporters after practice on uh, on Thursday. But um, the, all those guys are doing well, but this was why so many people were excited about this draft class is because even the third and fourth round guys had reason you had reason to be excited about. And in training camp, they're showing why people were excited for, for the Steelers to bring them into the organization. Yeah. And in Washington, I believe kind of struggled a little bit with Nick Herbig when they went up against each other and yeah, he said it was basically because, yeah, I mean, he's not as big as TJ Watt or even Alex Highsmith, but he's so twitchy. Mm-hmm. off the edge at 6'2", 240. And I, I don't even know that he's 240. That might be a generous uh, weight for him because he, he probably bulked up a bit naturally for the combine to help his stock. But, um, you know, Herbig, n- not only does he have that natural get-off ability that the coaches were praising him for in the spring and obviously liked on his tape at Wisconsin, but he's he's starting to get a little bit of a bag as a pass rusher. Like he, t- he talked to us early in camp about the duck under move that he picked up pretty quickly from TJ Watt. I think in, in the uh, one-on-ones against O linemen the other day, I, I swear I saw him do a little bit of like a Euro step, like from a <laughs> basketball uh, perspective. And, and he played hoops in high school mm-hmm. in Hawaii. So I'll have to ask him about that at some point, but yeah, Nick, Nick Herbig. I mean, I, I don't know what kind of role he's got in year one with, with Watt Highsmith and, and then Marcus Golden in the mix, but uh pretty promising pass rusher and maybe somebody who, can be a little bit of a specialist in sub packages, obvious passing downs where he can just uh, not worry about having to set the edge against the run, but just pin his ears back and try to bend the corner against somebody. Absolutely. I want to talk more with Brian a little bit about things we've observed at training camp. Brian wrote a piece about uh, the receivers on the, on the Steelers offense uh, and the quarterbacks too, but we'll talk about that, that piece and more here on the North shore drive podcast from the Pittsburgh post-gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. He's Brian Batko. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh, who sponsored this podcast. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save money on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh, and you can find the right product for your home and budget by giving them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installed installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh.
Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Brian Batko talking Steelers training camp here. Brian, let's talk about your piece that you wrote about uh, the Steelers offense. Uh, if you guys want to go read it at post-gazette.com, Steelers have budding stars in George Pickens and Kenny Pickett, but the old guard doesn't seem to mind you, you referring to their Deontay Johnson and Mitch Trubisky. Both, both duos are making plays. In, in training camp, uh, as we've seen, Joey Porter Jr. and uh, George Pickens have their rivalry continues to to blossom. If you, if you will, Mike Tomlin's really feeding into that as well. I mean, he's oh, he like he, he went up to Pickens at the end of the practice on Thursday, and it was almost like a it, it was like a, a a boxing ref who was like putting up one arm or the other. He's like Joey won today. Joey won. You know, he won today, and he's and Pickens is like, ah, well, you know, because Tom was referring to his interception mm-hmm. uh, to snuff out the two minute uh, drill for the first team offense, and Pickens is like, yeah, it wasn't against me, but Tom was like, yeah, but it was significant. So young guns getting better is what Tomlin said. So he's really egging that on. And, and I thought it was also cool when Tomlin said it. He was like, yeah, you're still pretty good though. And he was, and then yeah. Pickens kind of laughed, and he was like, yeah, it was a good pick. Like he was like, <laughs> he's like, I gotta give it to him. And, and yeah. again, there's that there's that mutual respect there. These guys don't actually hate each other. They're competitors, and they're going to go at it, and they're gonna bark at each other. But that's part of a physical sport like football. So that has continued to grow, but. Brian, we've seen both uh, both the top receivers make some big plays here in training camp, or at least impressive plays. Deontay Johnson had a really impressive sideline toe-tapper catch uh, on uh, Wednesday. George Pickens has made ridiculous catches a lot of days in training camp here. What's your read on how that, that these relationships are building, both between the quarterbacks and the receivers, but also between just the entire offense growing and understanding how what their strengths are together? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of curious about that dynamic. With so I, I talked to Deontay about it, stopped him after their walkthrough on Thursday, and because Deontay Johnson's—I mean, he's the guy who got paid. He's the guy who's led this team in targets every single season he's been in the NFL, which is pretty wild to think. So uh, I kind of just asked him, like, "Hey, you know, George is getting all this hype. He's getting a ton of attention. He himself <laughs> said he's the best receiver." on the planet uh, in that really good story by Kevin Clark of the ringer, you know, what, how do you take that? I was like, I know some, some receiver rooms that the number one guy might get jealous or, or petty or whatever, but Deontay's like, no, I mean, I, George is George. He's going to make crazy plays that, that just comes with him being the guy he is. And, and I give him love for that because I know he would do the same for me. So it seems like Deontay Johnson's in a good place in, in terms of maturity, comfort level, you know, getting the bag last year certainly helps with that. He was saying that it's because I think it's a year ago today or tomorrow uh, that he got that extension signed. So, you know, life-changing money for him. And if you recall, it it ended his hold in at camp. And that's when he was able to start getting out there in team drills and and developing a rapport with uh, mainly Mitch Trubisky. And speaking of Mitch Trubisky, uh, he talked on Thursday too. And I was asking him about how different is this camp in the role that you're in? Because obviously it's it's a lot different from last year when you were clearly the starter to this year where you're clearly the backup. And he said he's been able to just play freely. He's embracing his role. He's comfortable in it. It didn't take, you know, and then I just followed up. Did it take much of a kind of conversation or thought with yourself to do that as the former number two overall pick in the draft and he said no it's just uh he knows where he is he's trying to help coach and teach 
the young players in addition to still trying to work on his own craft because, I mean, the unspoken thing there, right, is if Kenny Pickett goes down like he did a couple times last year, Trubisky better be able to come in and play at a high level or uh, or it's not going to reflect well on him. So uh, everything seems copacetic right now with the Steelers offense. Um, you know, I guess that's easy to say in early August, but uh, it was just interesting to me kind of the dynamic there with a couple of second-year guys who this time a year ago, uh, it was Deontay Johnson and Mitch Trubisky kind of getting all the attention. It, it was it was them now. And I think it's interesting to see that kind of growth there. One, Mitch Trubisky has been a, a true professional throughout all of it. He's made no he, he's made it known like, hey, it did bother him when he lost his job as it yeah, would. That's, that's human nature. Yeah, right. That's natural. But he's never let that come in between him and Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was even, you know, exciting, even ecstatic to see him and Mason Rudolph back in the quarterback room with him because it, the rapport they had as a group was really was really special to him in the growth that he had. So I think it's another positive sign to the growth and culture of the locker room that the Steelers are trying to uh, cultivate right now that these guys all support each other, even when, you know, you could look at it and you could argue, well, one's taking away from the production of the other and the potential earning uh, opportunities of those guys. And it's interesting to see these guys support each other across across the board because it's not just these guys, it's guys in the defense. I, you know, again, with the talk that we had with um, Keanu Benton, he talked about how, well, Larry Ogunjobi's been one of his mentors. He said Nate Herbig has been one of his bigger mentors. Yeah, they're, they're close from the, the Herbig-Wisconsin connection for sure. Absolutely. And he was saying that, like, there's times that he'll go up against Herbig and like if Herbig beats him, Herbig will like stop him and say, you did as soon as you did this, I did this to you. So you need to watch out for that. And it's interesting. And there's that. And that's just one of many type of connections that I think that we've been privy to learn about here at Steelers training camp. It's generally good to take advice from people who went to Stanford. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so like, and that's the other thing too. I mean, Trubisky and Pickett, they clearly have a, a good relationship. I mean, Trubisky was at his wedding. They're, uh, their wives are are close friends too, so that that's good for off the field bonding for sure. Pickens and, and Deontay Johnson, I mean, there's still part of me that thinks like with two guys like that who are good and know that they're good, is it going to be a situation when <laughs> when Pickens catches a pass, is Deontay Johnson going to be unhappy? When Deontay Johnson catches a pass, is Pickens going to be unhappy that it didn't go to him? Like my point being, they both want the ball all the time, which is a staple of being a top flight receiver, I, I guess the bottom line there is winning helps everything. If if they're if you're winning, people will be happy. If uh, if you're losing, there becomes a spotlight on who's not getting the rock as much as they want to. So uh, that's the work that's that's cut out for them. And and on your point, Chris, of uh, you know mentors on this team and pairing up young players with uh, like experienced leaders, I think it's fascinating that Isaac Sayamalo's rooming. With Broderick Jones, I wrote about that uh, the other day, too, because, I mean, yeah, number one, it's just the most experienced O-lineman on the team who literally six months ago was in the Super Bowl uh, with the Eagles starting every game. But it's also a guy who plays left guard. And if and when, if or when, if Broderick Jones unseats Dan Moore as the left tackle on this team, who's he going to be playing next to the guy that he was bunking next to throughout the summer at St. Vincent College. Mike Tomlin uh, knows what strings he wants to pull this time of year. So I just uh, I think that's pretty interesting that those two are spending a lot of time together. 
I also think it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting storylines that are happening right now at Steelers training camp. Get them all at post-gazette.com. There's one more I want to discuss on today's show from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on our North Shore Drive podcast, and that's the safety situation because they are extremely thin right now. Because of Chris, injuries. you're almost up. Check your phone. Check your exactly. phone tomorrow. You might be signing. I might, I might be, I might be getting called, and they do not want me at safety. I, but at best, I'm like a fullback who just gets trucked. Yeah, I just, it's just a very strong safety, like, <laughs> like close to the line safety. That would be me. Uh, but I want to talk about the because they haven't been without playmakers back there, despite missing their top three guys. We'll talk about who those playmakers are and how it's impacted training camp practices in a minute here. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at GameTime.co. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful because you now have the Game Time app, which is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of your favorite events, whether it's sports, music, comedy, theater, anything near you, Game Time most likely has. They have killer deals on last minute tickets, and their best price guarantee can't be beat so that you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped to the fun that you're about to have at the event that you're going to. You can download the Game Time app right to your phone or mobile device, and it allows you to book tickets even up to the last minute for events you either didn't plan out for far in advance, just learned about, figured, re- realized that you. You had to a time off you didn't think you'd have any reason that you have if it's up to the last minute game time it gets you chances to get exclusive flash deals on tickets and these are for football games basketball games baseball games concerts comedy theater all those events and more in your area the game time guarantee also means you'll get the best price all the time if you find tickets in the same section and row for less at the same event somewhere else game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference that's how confident they are they'll get you the best price snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code pitt pit for 20 dollars off your first purchase or go to their website gametime.co terms exist apply create an account and redeem code pitt pit for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter, Brian Backo. Uh, Brian, I was talking about the safeties uh, just teasing into this segment. Mickey Fitzpatrick has been dismissed from practice for personal reasons. Mike Tomlin says he supports him. I get the impression this is not about injury. This is about something going on in his personal life. It's not like anything terrible as far as criminal or anything like that. It's just something that he's dealing with, maybe family, maybe a friend, maybe just he needs personal time, but he's it's away. An from excused the team. absence. Yeah, it's excused absence. It's I think whenever he does come back, he'll be ready and raring to go. But the Steelers have lost Devonte KZ, who is now week to week with an injury, which we don't know when he'll be back, which is a, something to keep an eye on because he missed half, the first half of last season with an injury that he suffered in in preseason, and now Keanu Neal sat out the last practice um as as well so the Steelers are effectively down the three safeties who they thought would carry them throughout the season but as Mike Tomlin says that just opens doors for for other guys to prove that they're worth their that spot with their opportunities and that's let two guys in particular get more opportunities and that's Trey Norwood who we've seen for the past few years in the Steelers roster and Kenny Robinson a local guy who's been making headways Kenny Robinson's had a few interceptions and a few breakups uh here in training camp and Trey Norwood's also had quite a few breakups on on there brian what have you seen from those guys that has impressed you or you kind of just look at them and say yeah they're just they're still just the backups they they're not there's not much to read into that though when they're making plays right now um let's start with kenny robinson wilkinsburg native not far from the carter household uh from from back in the day but uh yeah i mean he's he's standing out in a couple ways some good some i guess more debatable 
he had a couple picks on uh, what day? Mason was. Rudolph. Yeah, he picked off Mason Rudolph. I forget what day it was. Maybe Sunday. It doesn't really matter. Uh, he had All a couple interceptions. Yeah. yeah, he had a couple interceptions in a recent practice. Let's put it that way. So Mike Tomlin basically brought him up unprompted, saying he likes the playmaking out of out of Robinson. Robinson afterwards said he's known Mike Tomlin for a long time. If you've ever heard a Tomlin press conference when the Steelers play against somebody who's local, he'll mention a, a 4-1 tour and talk about how he is familiar with all these guys pretty much from his own sons playing football in, in the Whippeal and just generally being plugged into the local high school football scene. So that's kind of the good from Robinson. He's rising to the occasion. He's a, he's a big-bodied guy. He's 6'2". Um, he was good. He was very good at, at West Virginia as a West as a freshman or a sophomore before he was kicked out of there and had to go the circuitous route to the XFL. He's actually the first uh, XFL player to be drafted straight to the NFL. He's a fourth rounder of the Panthers a couple years ago. So he's had an interesting path to get here, and he does have some physical talent for sure. And he's he's been able to put that on display at times in camp, but he's also I feel like he's towing the line, Chris, of intensity and going a little bit too far. He actually got flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct on on Thursday after breaking up a pass in the back of the end zone. I don't know that I've ever seen that in a practice. I mean, there's a there are officials there frequently at camp and during the season, and I don't think like the whole point of calling unsportsmanlike conduct as a penalty in a football game is to make sure things kind of don't escalate or get out of hand. You shouldn't really have to do that when it's uh, an intra-squad practice, but it just goes to show how – I don't know if this chirping, constant chirping from Kenny Robinson and physical play is something that's organic, if he's just being himself, if he's trying to get noticed. I do sort of wonder if somebody on on offense at some point is going to be like, all right, buddy, enough's enough. Like, Mm -hmm. drop the gloves. It's time to go. Um, But he's he's putting himself out there. I'll I'll certainly say that much about the uh, former Amani Christian star. He's I think he's played better than Trey Norwood, who, like you said, hasn't been bad. Um, He's had some big hits, too, in the padded practices, and he's made some plays on the ball. But I think overall, everything being equal, Kenny Robinson has has stood out a little bit more to me than a guy who's been on this roster the last couple of years. No, I think that's very fair. He's been, he's he's made more interceptions. He's been a guy that's been around the ball a lot. Uh, and yeah, right. He he does kind of push that edge. But hey, w- what's the secondary without without Marcus Allen? They need a guy that's that's going to be making some noise back there <laughs> as he as as a big sigh comes from Brian Batko when we bring up Marcus Allen. But in all seriousness. Sometimes you do need those guys that are on your roster, maybe those depth guys who bring a little bit more intensity and can kind of set a tone uh, when when they're coming into the game. But I, I think that what's one thing that might Kenny Robinson from- is is talking from the sideline on plays that he's not yes. even involved in. So right. those are like some of the times that I'm like, all right, it might be going a little bit too far. But hey, maybe that's what uh, maybe that's what you you love to see this time of year. I, again, I think it's straddling the line a little bit. It, there's there is a line that, that that's there, but I think it's again just bringing intensity and simulating that now, and so that it's more cultivated and practiced and regular, uh, where they can weed out the things that they don't want, but keep the things they do want when the season starts. And he definitely wins the trash talk award of of the early portion training of training camp. camp. Like he he would be he he Kenny Robinson as training camp trash talker is like that meme of LeBron where it's like. 
50, 50, 50, 50 in the box score. Like that is oh. what he is doing out here <laughs> in that regard. No one's touching him. He's the MVP trash talker. But I'll also say it's I saw some in, interesting interactions with Trey Norwood. And there was one play where he was trying to jump a pass and he he dove for it. It was incomplete, but he just missed getting it. And Mike Tomlin said, said, Oh, you gotta be a little quicker than that, Trey. And Trey kind of looked at him and he said, You've been all you've been doing is this to me all day. Was that and the he, two minute drill when yeah, he almost picked off drill. Kenny Pickett? Yeah, he almost right. picked off Pickett, uh, but he, he got a PBU. Blow on Pat Fryermuth, which is not easy to do. And then Joey Porter picked him off. Uh, it might have been the very next play. It was, But it was really funny because when he said, he said, all you do is this, man. All you do is talking. And Mike Tomlin just looked at him and said, yep, and I'll be here all day. And he was kind of And Trey Norwood is like such a nice guy off the field <laughs> that it's funny to see him flip that switch. I mean, hey, Norwood, you know, he's been that utility man since they drafted him a couple years ago. You know, his, his role that he had carved out for himself was – kind of that sixth corner, the second inside guy when they go to the dime defense. And I think he's been good in that marginal role. Hasn't been as good when asked to fill in, you know, long-term as a safety option when Minka Fitzpatrick missed that game in 2021. He struggled. He just doesn't really have the deep speed. He doesn't really have the size. He's been more willing to be a tackler and hitter than I think I gave him credit for coming out of college as a seventh round pick. So you know, despite all these guys that are injured, Keanu Neal, DeMonte Casey, no injury, but no Minka Fitzpatrick, it's it's still been pretty competitive safety play for the Steelers, which is probably why they've, you know, they've only signed one since camp started, Trenton Thompson, who's kind of just a warm body. But um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out in the end. Special teams will play a large role in that too. Danny Smith, I'm sure, is now uh, needs to focus a little bit more on a guy like Kenny Robinson, who initially... You might have been thinking, um, you know, this guy is just at the bottom of the roster. But now, hey, I might have to get my hands on him and see what he can do with my unit. Absolutely. It'll be very interesting to see who wins those special teams jobs because that also determines who gets jobs. Because if you're a, if you're a person that's struggling to make second, third string, special teams is one way to make sure that you do have a position for the long term. In perfect world, you, you never really go beyond Minka, Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Casey, and Keanu Neal, but right. we know that that's, the NFL is never a perfect world. Injuries happen. Uh, guys miss time, so you need to have some depth. I mean, there was a time, there was a game last year against Tom Brady. They had yeah, to win right. with basically a whole brand new secondary because everybody was Elijah hurt. Riley was running around out there. Quincy Wilson, Josh Jackson. I wonder what those two guys are up to, but I digress. I, I swore they were going to get like picked apart by Tom Brady that day, and I, still I don't know how they work. But anyways, we, we got Friday Night Lights practice coming up. You can get our reactions and our coverage of that here at post-gazette.com. And on this YouTube page, if you're watching this on YouTube, check us out. That Brian, uh, Jerry, Ray, they do a great job of, of separating and breaking down what their day-to-day insights are and what they see at, see at practice. So we'll have that all here from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thank you, Brian, and thank you all the listeners and viewers out there who check out our our content here from the pittsburgh post gazette i'm your host chris carter we'll be back monday recapping what we got from the weekend in training camp and setting you up for the first preseason game as it's coming up shortly after that all that here and more on the north shore drive podcast we'll see you on monday thanks for tuning in to another episode of the north shore drive podcast of the pittsburgh post gazette if you're watching this video on youtube please like the video and subscribe to our youtube channel for six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just six dollars Click the link down below in the description.